0: people overcomplicate it. Because just remember, you're just a person talking to another person trying to help them solve a problem. And it doesn't have to be complicated.
1: Hey, everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. This episode is sponsored by my very own Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. If you're looking to work from the comfort of your own home, or the beaches of Bali, or your RV, or wherever. This is the only training that prepares you to do the actual client work and work in a role of a digital marketing assistant, a real job title. In this 12-week program, you'll set up your business, which is what most VA courses teach you anyway, and you'll also learn how to do the freelance marketing work that clients expect you to know. You'll get detailed training modules on email marketing, blogging, SEO, funnels, social media, affiliate management, and a brand new module about using and managing AI tools. We'll have weekly Q&As, office review hours for your portfolios, and for your marketing assets. We'll have guest speakers to talk about confidence, discovery calls, and pricing. Plus, we're sharing job leads, yes, so you could very easily take on clients before you finish the program. And you'll also get three months inside the Digital Marketers Workgroup, our community of freelance marketers and VAs. It'll be a safe community to help hold your hand as you get started in this business. Mentorship, networking, and an obscene amount of support, we have it all inside UDMA School. No one is going to hold your hand as a freelancer. Clients expect you to know what you're doing and take control, and this is where you can step in with a real job title and ditch the admin VA world and work as a higher-paid, highly prized marketing assistant. Go to UDMA school to get on the waitlist or enroll when the card opens on October 17th. I'll see you inside. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host Emily Reagan. So happy to have you here. If you're a brand new, hello. I'm glad you found me. I'm a fellow freelancer and love to help my friends get started in this world, change their life, make money, work when they want to. If you're anything like me, you want to work during school hours and make a pretty nice paycheck but also be able to turn it off. Do something you love, but also turn it off and be a mom and be present and have hobbies and activities. Kind of slacking in the hobbies and activities mode lately because I am in launch mode for the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. But I have a vacay planned at the end of the month to go into the Appalachian Mountains, the Blue Ridge Mountains and hike. And I have planned this for a while and I'm very excited now that my youngest is six and can walk further than a mile. So yeah, I am not one of those super hikers, but now that I have this dog, I wanna be outside, I need to get away from my computer, and I like hot tubs in the woods. (laughs) Other than that, I play pickleball, I play volleyball, I need to be more sporty, I love board games, I love puzzles, I love reading. I love coffee shops and bookstores. I like sewing, although it's been a while since I sewed, but I'm working on a cross-stitch and I need to do more stuff like that. Why am I leading with that? Because that's why I'm freelancing. That's why I'm not down the street at Capital One, although sometimes that six-figure salary is very tempting. For a while, I had a baby break. I've had four children, but that initial baby break, I just had one retainer client that I accidentally took with me from my last full-time job, and I was in mom mode. And I got to this place where I just needed something more to do, and I did want my own money. I wanted my fun money, but I also wanted to use my brain, but I didn't want to be locked down to a schedule anymore. My last full-time job, it was great. We would rev up for some events. We'd work really hard for those events, and we'd rev down a little bit. I worked 35 hours a week. My boss was cool. He let me go home and nurse my baby, skip work days, work from home, air quotes. I took my son to these little toddler music classes. It was great, but I realized that was not going to be a long-term solution because a military were just gonna move and I had to leave that job. I cried so hard. And I just knew that I didn't want to be locked in a cubicle missing my kids' childhood. And I got very lucky. Husband's military, I have benefits, but I I'm the default parent. I'm doing all the driving. I don't live near family. I cannot go back to a corporate nine to five. So that's why I'm here. Freelancing should be fun. You should be building a business around your strengths. You should be endlessly pursuing that and really gaining clarity and experience to figure out your niche, your sweet spot, your ideal clients. And it's really truly a dream when you are working with clients who you get along with, who value you, but you're also passionate about their business. I've been lucky, I've worked with a lot of creative entrepreneurs and I just love it. Pretty photos, they're making everyone feel good. They are helping redecorate, bring bright, vibrant colors. To me, it meant a lot. I've I've had a dark time in my place where my home was my happy place and I did retail therapy, bought happy rugs, and I just know what it did for my spirit. And so to be able to help my clients' customers with that same process, and brighten their day and feels good. I've also worked for an infidelity coach, a betrayal coach who's helping women heal, which is very deep, very deep. I've worked for bakers who share recipes, which also change people's lives make mom's lives easier. Can I get an amen? I've worked with over a hundred clients, some of them more fun than others. Some of them easier to work for than others. Some of them doing things I really loved. And sometimes it was just a mission I didn't really believe in and I've gained so much clarity over the years. Right now, my primary services are building funnels. I build a lot of quiz funnels. I still do the work because I love it. I love getting a mix of strategy, design, writing, building landing pages, and then setting up the tech. That's where I landed on. And I'm a unicorn. I own it. I have a different skill set than everybody else, and so do you. Your strengths make you so much different than the next VA. And my goal is for every single person to stand out, not be typecasted this boring, vague title of VA and really own who you are and who you serve and what you do. So my guest today is Angela Kiska. She has a unique story because she was a business owner She came to the table with strengths of owning her own business and was very successful about it, but she wanted freedom too. In this case, she had family stateside. She lives in the UK half the year. She wanted the freedom to go spend time with those she loves. And an e-commerce business locked her down. But the cool thing is she was able to take her ability to do all the techie fun marketing automation stuff to apply it to other people's businesses so she could be on the go truly the freedom of having a digital service business. Angela treats everyone's business like her own. And that's why she is so valuable, so highly sought out. She's a great example of a unicorn. She's smart. She's capable. She knows strategy. And she has taken the steps to put herself in these positions to work with clients. I talk to a lot of VAs who are really struggling. They want to upskill. They want to find more clients. Finding clients is keeping people stuck. It's keeping people from starting. I have so many questions from all of you who send me DMs and voicemails, how to find digital marketing assistant clients. How will I find my first clients if I enroll in UDMA? Finding clients has kept me from pursuing this. Over and over, it's the same words. And Angela is a case in point that you get in bed with one client, you prove yourself and it will happen. But you have to start with skills, both hard skills and soft skills. There's so much work for the taking. The e-learning industry is booming. E-commerce booming. Only half of small businesses actually have a website. They need help getting online as well. It's crazy how much work there is. You cannot use that as an excuse. Go back and listen to the episode about social media and putting yourself out there. That fear of rejection needs to be squashed by your why. Why are you doing this? Because you want to have fun and you want to be with your loved ones. You want a work-life balance. Angela's going to share how she went from creating a business that wasn't flexible to the ultimate time freedom and how confidence is a must. She's going to show you how she got the clients. She's going to give you hope here's the thing, you're smart, you're listening to this, you've had previous career experience on the job training, you've been educated, you can absolutely do this. If you have the initiative and the desire for learning, if you can do what you say, you can totally reach out, scoop out these jobs and just take it, take it and run with it. Angela's also case in point how this online space is really the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You get in with one client and you wow them. You gain your confidence, you gain your competency, but your clients notice and speak highly of you. Angela is someone I'm always getting DMs about. Everybody wants to book her out. This could be you. Now, before we get started, make sure you sign up for our how to sign better quality clients and make more money as a virtual assistant. This is my first ever webinar on this topic happening October 17th. That's how we're kicking off the opening of the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School, we're opening the doors to the only school that will help you set up your business and teach you the hard skills to do the work so you can confidently say yes to the jobs. So you can have all of the confidence that Angela talks about today, know what you're doing, wow that first client, and take it on from there. And never fear booking out clients again. And oh, by the way, we also share job leads from red hot prospects, online business owners, course creators who want to hire a marketing assistant. This is the new job title. This is the person everybody wants on their team to help them with their content marketing, to help them launch their programs, to help them build and grow and nurture their audience. This could be you. All right, let's jump into the episode. Hey, Angela, welcome to the show. I am so thrilled to have you here sharing your wealth of experience and how you've made it as a successful digital marketer. Tell everyone hello a little bit
0: about you and your life because you do have a unique situation. Hi, Emily. I am so excited to be here. Super, super excited to be here. So a little bit about me. So I am a digital marketing assistant, and I think I first found you and UDMA about two years ago, and it has been pretty much a whirlwind since then. It's completely changed the kind of work that I do. It's changed my life, really. But I used to be an e-commerce shop owner. That's how I started out. And believe it or not, I first found you when I hired a virtual assistant through you because I needed help for my e-commerce business. Uh, So that's how I found you. And that's how I got introduced to the whole world of digital marketing assistants. I didn't even know it was a thing at that time. Yeah. So full disclosure, we met in another course program. You were hiring. Did you end up hiring? I did actually. Yes. I saw you. You appeared in a live call for a subscription box membership that I was a part of. And I was trying to, I was thinking about branching out into that area at the time for my business, for my e commerce business. And I was like, I don't know anything about this whole world. Like I knew how to make and sell things. I was really good at that part of the business. But this whole online world of funnels and sales and reaching a bigger audience, I really was not sure what to do about that. And so when I saw you, I went and filled out one of your application things and hired one of your virtual assistants. She was a unicorn is what we should call her is a unicorn because that's what she was. And that is what kind of opened my eyes to this whole world and what you were offering people. Okay,
1: so what happened? So now you help your clients build funnels, you are really good with marketing and bringing in traffic. Like how did you start to do this for yourself? What, What
0: was the shift? Well, you know what, it, it was a pretty big moment for me. And I'll tell you what happened, not to get like a little bit sappy or whatever, but my, I had been working in both the United States and the United Kingdom. So my husband is British and I live most of the time in the UK, but my family, all of my family is in the United States. And so as an e-commerce and product seller, every time I traveled, my business pretty much had to get put on hold. And my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And I suddenly found myself in this position where I needed more freedom to be able to travel. Like I was really I would created this business for myself that was going great it was doing well with the products. But I was really tied to where I was, how could I sell things and make money if I was traveling all the time. And that was something that I was like literally talking to about with the her name is Deanna by the way shout out to Deanna. (laughs) I was talking with her about it one day in one of our zoom calls we you know she's here to help me and I was sort of unloading to her about this problem I had, like, what am I going to do about freedom? And I said, you know, what about what you do, Deanna? How did you how did you learn what you do? And she shared information with me about your course. And it was like, yeah, it was literally this case of me and my fingers as quickly as they could go, going and checking out the page. And I just started diving into the info. And it was this aha moment for me. It was like seeing this path that I could find a way to have the freedom that I needed to do the things I needed to do for my family which meant a lot of travel but still make money and that's how it all started for me was really that need to be able to be free to go and travel when I needed to and be there for the people
1: that I wanted to so oh my gosh that's so good so what is your life now like you're still you're still traveling
0: Yes, I do. And I do. I joke with my clients that, you know, you never know when we jump on a Zoom call, what the background is going to be, because I might be on the East Coast, or I might be down in Florida, or who knows. And so, you know, it's been a crazy couple of years, there have been a lot of things that have come up with family where I have had to travel. And so it's great to have that ability. But it's also awesome to think about being able to just plan for the fun trips. It doesn't always have to be about something happening with somebody, but planning for the fun trips and knowing that if I need to hop on a Zoom in the morning, I get up and I do my work, I meet with my clients, me and my laptop can earn a living anywhere, uh, literally anywhere. And that for me is sort of the driving force behind what I do, the ability to do that.
1: God, thank you for sharing this story, because I just see so many people who join our free Facebook group. We always ask, like, why? What are you looking for? And, you know, most people are talking about they want quality time with their kids. But there's this whole other thing with, you know, I know you've been through the ringer with health things with your family and you've lost parents. And it's just this whole thing that, like, life is freaking short. And we want to be able to go see our loved ones. I'm a military spouse and child. I don't live near family. It just takes extra effort. And... This really hit me hard too when my grandmother was put in hospice and I was tied to my nine to five and it was the busiest week of the year. And I just thought, what am I doing? Because I'm just going to move. This isn't my forever job. I have one week left with my grandmother. What do I do? And I just don't feel like we have to choose, right? Like We don't have to choose anymore when we get in this position to be the
0: freelancer. And it's
1: not about living in bali with our little sarong in our hat
0: right it's like it's about oh, it's relationships so yeah it absolutely is and that's the real like the reality of being a freelancer i know like we would all love the beautiful beach life right and yes i'm i will indeed you know sit and do work for clients from a veranda in venice that is on the the bucket list right i will do that but really for real people, for like everyday people. And it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I didn't come into this space at 20 years old. You know, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, are you gonna be the tech go-to? Are you gonna suddenly take on this entirely new career? I never would have guessed that. I would have told you, no way, you're crazy, right? (laughs) But for real people, there's so much work and it absolutely can make living the lifestyle that you need to work for your life so much more possible. When I got my first client, there's some things that you remember, right? You know, you ask people, how did you get started in this? And for me, it was that feeling of relief. Like when I got the first client, and it was through the work group through your work group, which has been an absolutely amazing resource. And I got off the zoom call. And I remember walking to the post office. And I was like, uh, taking one of my last batches of physical products. And I had this relief. And I was like, smiling ear to ear, because it was like, this is going to be possible for me, like, I can get on the next flight and go and sit with my dad in that chemo room. And I know that sounds like so dorky. But it was the truth. Like it was this seeing the path that I could make this possible, that this was going to work for me. And I'd figure it out as I went along, and that it was going to work. And yeah, and it's been an amazing ride, like the connections, the knowledge, the confidence. Yeah, it's, it's really been an amazing thing for me. God, you made me tear
1: up there just like thinking (laughs) about that, like, and what an empowering moment. And like you said, you just saw this whole new life unfold for you, where you could have the life of your dreams. And God, I'm so proud of you. I just want to stop and say to Angela, who like took the risk, who put herself out there, like just such a good job. Good job. Like, I don't, I don't even have the right words, but like, so I know so many people well, will hear you. this and never take action to build the life of their dreams. And the fact that you just freaking did it.
0: Amazing. Well, you know, you have to, and I think listening to some of the calls that we had you know, during UDMA, during the live version, listening to some of the support calls, one of the things that really struck me was you were talking about like just saying yes and just doing it and trusting the process trusting that you can figure it out. And I think that, you know, a little confidence in yourself goes so far, not just in getting the jobs, but knowing that your clients are going to appreciate you and you have the ability, you know, you can figure it out, we can figure it out. We're smart, savvy, capable women, we can do this, you know. So it's just that belief in yourself that if you don't know it, you'll figure it out, you can figure it out.
1: (laughs) Yes. Why I really wanted you on the podcast to share your story is you're coming from this wealth of experience being a business owner. And it's funny, I look at some of the women even on my team and I have two women who used to own their own dog grooming businesses and their college degrees or whatever don't matter, but like they get it. And I just feel this and I see this with some of our successful work group members, the people who were entrepreneurial on their own already who are now putting these skills to work. They do so good because you, I think it's because you treat the business like your own. Like you are dedicated, you see the opportunities and you bring them forth to the business owner. But I just want anyone listening to this podcast to see whatever they did in the past and be able to translate it into this new venture like you did. Cause I mean, you weren't. A marketer right you don't have a marketing degree do you are you gonna surprise me
0: <laughs> no no not at all not at all i was was more the artsy type i you know i did silversmithing and candles and you know <laughs> basically i i made and sold whatever i could do not have to work for anybody else that was my, that was my <laughs> goal at the time but you know i think having that experience even if you don't have any kind of business experience it's really about having a passion and having an interest in your clients' businesses. It doesn't mean that you have to take, you know, all of their problems onto your shoulders and take it to bed with you at night. But I think that one of the things I love most about this work as a person who, I do have sort of the entrepreneurial spirit, right? Like since I was a kid, that's sort of my thing. It's fun and exciting to get behind the scenes of people's businesses and to help them bring their own dreams to reality like i get so excited i have a client who's just gotten a book deal and she's started a new membership and she's doing these amazing things and i get like we have like you know little email parties back and forth because it's so exciting to be able to be behind the scenes of people's successes and help them figure that out it's really rewarding i mean it's it's very rewarding work and you're always learning you're always learning you're always figuring out new things. It's just, it's super fulfilling work to do. It really is. Can you give us a
1: very loose, an idea of like what kind of clients you have? Because I am always getting DMs about how much people like you. And then I'm like, how many clients does Angela have? You're somebody (laughs) I can trust to refer I've seen you just build such a reputation for yourself. And I'm like, what is your status now? But also give me a little glimpse of the different types because the the journalist in me, like I love learning about other things and what you said about having that passion for someone else's business. I might not be able to paint your furniture cabinets and like design your house like a lot of my, you know, my designers did. But like I get to live through that and learn about it. It's really fun. Oh, it is
0: so much fun, and I have—I honestly have a fascinating group of clients because they're all doing really diverse things, nice. and that is so much fun. I have someone who is a leadership coach. I have someone who teaches people how to do readings. Has someone who's in yoga. It's like this great, like potpourri—is that the word? Yeah, it's just like this great combination. But I do work with a lot of coaches, course creators people who are educating other people in the online space. That's really my main thing. I did start out, I worked with some other e-commerce businesses and that's really fun too. Like I love the startup phase as much as I love working with the clients who are like scaling and they've already they've already grown their businesses. But I like all stages of it because each bit has its own rewards. It's really fun to start out with someone who's just figuring it out and you're seeing them hit those big milestones and it's a sense of like doing it together. And that's really cool. But it's, it's a wide variety of people that I work with. And for the most part, it's online people in the online space, of course, creators. So what is
1: it about you? Why is everyone so happy with you? What are you bringing to the table that is this
0: difference maker? And why are your clients so like satisfied? You know what, honestly, and this, it's going to sound silly, but I think it just has a lot to do with for one thing, I actually genuinely care and I'm interested because I'm a curious person. I'm interested in these people's businesses. And sometimes more than anything else, what a client needs is just to know that they've got someone that they can bounce their ideas off of, who's going to be there for whatever pivot they decide to make. We always have to set boundaries and we have to you know, protect our own workspace as freelancers, but... You know, if you really want to develop those long term relationships with clients, you have to sort of be willing to be that sounding board and just you hop on a Zoom call and let's chat it out. I honestly think if you were to ask my clients, like, what what's the number? It's not so much because I can connect the tech dots behind the scenes. Like Mm -hmm. everybody likes that. But it's probably more about the fact that we can just get on a call and let's figure out what's going on for you for the next six months what's the next best step for you? And, you know, you don't have to have a master's degree in business to be able to help somebody see that. If you're working in the space, you're working with different businesses, and you get a sense for like, maybe what that person's next best step is. And that's super helpful. I think that's probably a longer answer than you wanted.
1: No. Oh, my God, it was beautiful. Why I love that answer is that's exactly why I created the course and the community, because that's where the gap was. That's where the white space was. There were freelancers who clock in, clock out, don't really get it. They do the little task. But then there was the people who have this big team, the dedicated managers, and there was a sweet spot where the client needs the teammate and they need that, you call, you said the word support. That's really it. And this is not something ChatGPT is ever going to replace being able oh, to bounce sure. off ideas and plan and pivot quickly, like we see that all the time. They need that long-term retainer person who really starts to understand their business. And it can be painful, it takes a while to get there. You know, we have to be patient when we're the new, when we're the new marketing assistant, we have to be patient. The new client needs to be patient yeah. with us too as we learn their business. But it can be such a beautiful relationship. And that's why I talk about that intrapreneur, the person who has the business brain and the ideas, but does not need to be the face of it. And that's oh, the Roy yeah. to the Walt Disney, right? We make the businesses successful. So
0: I love that you brought that up because it seems so simple, right? But not everyone can do it. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. I think, you know, and some some of it is confidence as well. Just being mm. confident enough to say, you know, when you're working with a client that, you know, your ideas might be something they haven't heard before, like, you know, don't be afraid to just speak up or share some of your own ideas. And you know what it is, it's sort of like this great harmony, when you're working with a client, and they're able to focus on what they're really good at. And I mean, I, I, I sometimes joke with clients, I'm like, oh, I'm getting all nerdy excited, because you know, they're talking about something they want to accomplish. And it's, ticking along in my brain. And I'm thinking, all right, this is how we can do it. This is what we need for the tech. And this is what we need to do on the back end. And I get all excited because she's doing what she needs to do and what she's great at. And then I'm going to go and do my bit and the things that I know I'm good at. It's a great combination.
1: I love that. I love that. So what kind of things are you doing? Can you paint a little clearer picture of just a few of like the weekly services you provide?
0: Well, I do a lot of funnel stuff, so sort of the the background tech and connections and email marketing, putting together when someone has a new lead magnet or what do we say in the welcome sequence or I do some content management as well, you know, some social media stuff, but a lot of it is like launch support. Someone's going into a launch, they've got a new course or maybe they want to revitalize an old course so we edit some videos and we get it set up. I do like membership setups for, for people who are starting new memberships, building it out in Kajabi or whatever their software is. So it's a lot of different things. It's a fun combination. It's all about just getting everything lined up behind the scenes for them so that they can go out and be the front facing voice of their business without worrying that things are falling apart behind the scenes. Like we need to connect those dots for them so they can maximize the time that they're putting in and getting their businesses out there you know it's scooping that all up behind the scenes basically. you just wrote your headline (laughs) for your website by the way come back to that (laughs) (laughs) i was like yep you nailed it so where are you finding your clients right now i'm finding my clients okay this is funny because i joke about emily being what is the the saying my how many degrees of separation, I can't remember what the saying is right now. I have gotten honestly every one of my clients has somehow originated from your work group, from the work group. Like there's not enough good things I could say about the work group. <laughs> I got my very first job there. It was just a post in the work group and I sent an email, hopped on a Zoom call, and by the end of the day I had my first client. And it has just gone from there. And you know, I I just like really can't say enough about the power of one one client. I think when you're first starting out, you feel like, how am I gonna make this a living? How am I going to do this? But the referrals start to come in and every one of the clients, they've either come from someone who was a job op in the work group or have been a direct referral from someone who I got through the work group. And so it's this little nucleus. And I'll tell you, it does not take long before you're just getting these emails saying, Hey, I have a friend who needs this or that. Can you help? So yeah, I love the work group. (laughs) I
1: love the work group. I love it because I try to tell everybody over and over. I feel like a boring, broken record. I didn't need a website. I didn't even have like my act together with my processes when it came to booking anything with me. All it took was one good client to shout my name or refer me and my like business blew up. And it's because you're brain you've done the work to get there too, right? Like you yeah. and you yeah. are confident in yourself and that is a huge part. I don't want to like downplay that. But that one client can lead to so many more if you just give the client everything you have and you treat them like your own business.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it can happen very quickly. And I'm not trying to make it sound like it happens quickly. I mean, you have to put in the work and you do. But when you genuinely care, people talk about it. You know, we talk about in like sales and marketing, how people remember how you make them feel. You know, my clients are probably aren't going to tell you what a good job I did setting up their convert kit sequence. They're going to say, you know like that angela was a good collaborative partner on something or she listened to me talk about the launch not going well or whatever it might be you know so it's those things that people talk about and share when they're telling their friends or when other people are looking so yeah and as big as the internet is the online space we all sort of end up in the same circles like you know it's a great way to build your network quickly is to just do a good job for those first few people and put your heart mm. into it and word spreads. Yeah. I mean, what you nailed there too is the
1: client experience. Like they remember how you made them feel. Did you keep them in the loop? Did you, you know, consider their viewpoints? Like, did you give them options? Like like little, little things, but so basic as in what are the timelines? Like when can I expect to see something? Am I working today? Am I on vacation today? Like those little things add up. And where I see relationships go sour is when that mistrust seed is in there and then they're like, maybe she's not giving me her best. And then it can just kind of downfall. Granted, there's a lot of other things. So I like that you said that, how she made me feel. And you make them feel like they're important and their business matters and you care. And you do. It's, it's easy. It's right.
0: Yeah, it is. It is easy. And honestly, I have had, I've been really fortunate. I've worked with and am working with wonderful clients like people that I really genuinely respect and love what they're doing and want to see them succeed. So I think that that really is the norm. Like, yes, you know, it's the online space. And, you know, sometimes things don't go perfectly well. But sometimes you just stay confident in what you're doing. And when you you know, you're going to make mistakes, sometimes you're going to make mistakes. But when you have that good relationship with your clients, and you just fess up, like we're all human, everybody makes a mistake. I've sent out an email with a blooper in it or, you know, like we all do these things and it doesn't have to be the end of the world. You know, you just be upfront and and open with people. And for the most part, they're the same way with you, I think.
1: Yeah. And I want to call out, you kind of named it, but there's a secret underground network where business owners talk and they share and pass along names because the hiring process is painful. Most people don't enjoy it. And they just want to say like, word of mouth, hey, who's working for so-and-so? Does she know anyone? Is she available? And a lot of <laughs> hires get made like that. There's like wheeling and dealing or like the speakeasy, like online <laughs> lounge where we're just kind of like smoking our cigars and talking. And like, you have to plug yourself in and be one of the names that people are passing around. And I just don't think people get it. And that's why I created this work group because oh. I knew if I could just get people started with a few clients and they were like a premium person anyway, that it would, it would pay off for everybody. Hey, pause for one second. If you've been wondering how to charge top dollar for your VA work and really contribute to your family, AKA make your business worth taking the time away from them. If you want the ultimate freedom and flexibility of saying how and when you work, and you wanna know how to land dream clients and go from four to five figure months without adding on a ton more hours and maxing out your capacity, then grab your seat in my upcoming webinar. How to Get Better Quality Clients, and Make More Money as a Virtual Assistant. It's happening live October 17th. That's a Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern, but it's only happening once. So make sure you register with the link below or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash more money. This training will give you the secrets to showing up as an expert, commanding higher rates that don't require you to work longer, harder, faster, and earlier to make ends meet. Register now,
0: and I'll see you there. Absolutely. And, you know, another big benefit, At least for me, for that work group, is that when I am on with a client and there might be something that isn't my zone of genius, there is something that I'm not super knowledgeable in. It really goes a long way when I can say the words. I'm just going to talk to one of my colleagues. I'm going to hop into the work group because I've got a, I've got a whole group of you know rock star colleagues who someone else will have the answer there. And you can do that when you don't know. Like we see people do it, hop in and say, "Hey guys, what do you think?" And you can bet there's going to be another person in the group who's going to be able to help you navigate that whatever it is you're coming up against and that is gold like it is gold because freelancing you know you're in wherever you are you're in your room you're on your laptop if you're doing it alone and you don't have any kind of support system I couldn't do that like I couldn't and I'm not even I'm probably a little bit of an introvert which probably doesn't sound that way but (laughs) I actually am but it would be difficult to do it without having some sort of base that I could tap into where I know people get it, you know, like they get it in there. And that's so important. (laughs) Yeah, because I
1: mean, we've all been stuck. We've all wanted quick, reliable answers. But I think, you know, instilling confidence when you're like, I have these resources. I have a course I have. My brain. I have tech tutorials. I also have this work group with other rock stars who are doing similar work and will be able to tell me the answer. So that's so gold. What would you tell somebody who's listening to this podcast who hasn't had their first client? What should they do? What's what's your advice? And I don't mean go join thing. the work group. I mean, like, <laughs> I how was do just you? just
0: gonna say go <laughs> join. Oh, <me. laughs> like, let, let the me stop you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but how do you get that um, first client? I guess, like, what would you say? Because that becomes the big question. The cycle, because so much of what we're like, oh, have confidence, get that first client. But that first one is the big hurdle.
0: It is so. What I would say, regardless of where I won't, I won't go. Oh, go go, go go into the work group. That's what I would say for the day, But yes, go to the work group. But wherever you're reaching out, wherever you're finding your client, get yourself. And it can be simple. This does not. I think people overcomplicate it because just remember, you're just a person talking to another person, trying to help them solve a problem, and it doesn't have to be complicated. So I basically the very first time that I reached out. I created myself an email in the Google Doc, and I looked at it a couple times, decided what I wanted to say, and I made sure that I checked out the client beforehand. I looked at their social media. I looked at their website so that I could at least connect with them on one point about what they did so there was a common point of interest. So create yourself a decent email, reach out to that person, one human to another, and ask them if they'd like to set up a Zoom meeting. And that's really, you know, be prepared when you get on that zoom meeting make sure you've checked out what they need you've looked at the behind the scenes we can all you know spy on each other a little bit behind the scenes with their businesses and see what they need and then just be ready to talk about that make it about them because when they get on the call what they really want to know is that you're interested in their business you know you want to help them and the rest kind of flows pretty easily from there, to be honest. Yeah, Yeah.
1: really make it simple here. If they have a
0: problem and can I help them and how can I help them?
1: Oh, so good. Thank you for sharing that. I think we really do overcomplicate that. I think it's, you know, it's never a tactical question of where. I think we all know where. It's just how do we stand out and how do we get the client booked? So have you ever not booked a client
0: from a discovery call? Um, let me think. (laughs) I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I think there was one who who had like interviewed with a couple of people and then for like a time zone reason, like to be honest, most of my calls, if I get on a call, I usually end up booking with the person. But I've had a few, of course, and I always you know what I always say. This is something I always say whenever I know That someone might be interviewing with other people in the work group as well, because there are plenty of clients to go around. And so when someone says to me, well, I've got a meeting with someone else tomorrow who also applied, I always say, well, anyone that you get from the work group is going to be fantastic. So, you know, just let me know if you think we're a fit, like I never press them while I'm on the call. And I always talk up whoever else they might be speaking to, like, great for you. If you go and you get that person, you know, it's that confidence again. I think that there's plenty of work for us all to go around. And so if they find someone else who's a, a better fit, then that's all right. You know, there's, there's the next one. I love that. Oh my gosh. Like we're yeah. all
1: cheering each other on. That's really the community I wanted to create there. So awesome. Yeah. So let me ask you, how did the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School Help you get to this place because you just, I know you're booked out. I know you're getting your choice of clients. Like you seem to ace your
0: discovery calls. How did that prepare you? Well, you know what? I have this funny analogy about the course. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And the thing about it was, is that I really wanted to be sure when I was thinking about taking the course I knew that could I go and maybe figure out some of this on my own like maybe if I wanted to google and youtube and look at weird answers for the next year or something like that but I wanted to be able to go to a trusted source and have the confidence of knowing that I had something to fill in the gaps of what I didn't know and that I could go back to it again and again and so I have this this weird analogy so like if you're freelance Career is the road, right? It's the road to get you where you want to go. You want to freelance. UDMA for me is like the car. It's like this solid vehicle that's going to help you get there. And it's absolutely going to get you there faster. You know, like it's the thing that's going to get you the skills. And it does. It does mean a lot because like Emily, your name, people know you in the online space. you built such a wonderful reputation. And so when as a freelancer, you can say, oh, I've taken Emily Regan's course. Well, that means something actually to people they are like, oh, like they, they know, oh, she's got some knowledge there. She's got, <laughs> yeah. she knows what she's doing. And I, I think that that just speaks to the reputation that you've built in the online space because it holds some weight to be able to say that you've taken I've taken Emily's course. The number of people go, oh, okay. Okay, great. So, so it, it's just a great resource for so many of those reasons, really.
1: Thank you. I just need to get on a call with you every week and have my like Monday motivation <laughs> pep talk. <laughs> but, okay. I had a couple of yeah. people, you know, I, I'm just, I'm going to spitfire on you. Somebody was like, mm-hmm.
0: oh, well, her course doesn't have a certification. What do you say to that? I would say that not a single one of the clients that I have worked with has ever asked me about a certification. They don't care. None of them probably have, most of them don't have certifications either. They're real people building real businesses and all they care about is whether or not you've got the skills to do the job. So yeah, no, that's not necessary. That's what my, (laughs) that's what I would say after working in the space now for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I say the only time you need a certification is if you're learning someone specific method training. So you can go out and use their method on your clients. And for like a mindset coach, that would matter. You would want to be licensed under Tracy Lip because you are teaching her principles and people want to know where you came from, but it's not not like that here in the marketing place at all. Hardly anything's proprietary over here.
0: Yeah. So you don't, they don't all. care.
1: Okay, here's the other question. I am not a marketer and I didn't get a marketing degree. I don't have a four-year marketing degree.
0: Yeah, well, it would be a lot the same answer to what we just said about a certification. (laughs) I don't have any kind of a marketing degree. I have learned through experience, through being part of the online space, through staying on top of what's going on. The best way to learn marketing, because let's be honest, marketing and the methods that are working for people change and shift all the time. In fact, I would almost say, I mean, no shade. You know, if you've got a marketing degree, that's great, but it's not going to help you succeed or help people succeed in this space. It's just not the, it's not what you need. You don't need that. You're going to learn on the, on the go. And as you gain experience with people, just keeping your finger on the pulse of what's going on and reacting to it really.
1: Yeah. And I feel like so much of what we're doing is the implementation level where, You are not the high level like CMO over here, like managing a million dollar ad campaign. So it's not like that kind of high pressure situation. That's something you want to do later. So you have the like title that fine, but like you don't need it to start as a marketing assistant. All of us have come to the table with these skills already because we're playing on social, we're reading emails, we're clicking on funnels and we're seeing and paying attention.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely going back to like, what are people actually looking for? Because I've, I've been on a fair number of calls with people and no one's ever asked me about a certification, about what my, no one's even asked me what my formal education was ever. No one's ever asked that question. What they've asked me is what other kind of training have you had or who have you worked with or what do you know how to do? Can you demonstrate that you can do it? And when you can say that you've been through a course that teaches you these things or that you have that to refer to, that is the credential. That's what you need. You need that to be able to prove that you know your stuff. Because even if you were to say to them, oh, I've got a degree in this or that, it's not particularly relevant to them in that moment. No one's asking you that. I yeah. just don't want to know. Oh, yeah. so well said. It's, it's a different
1: time and day than 20, 30 years ago when we you know, get out of college and you had to have that piece of paper. It was a way different kind of thinking right now.
0: Yeah, totally, totally different environment. And for online, most of the people we're working with, they're entrepreneurs as well. They've not come through traditional educational channels either. True. And so they get that. They, yeah. they just want to know how you can help them. <laughs> you nice. know, they, they don't really care how you got there. They just want to know you've got the training or the skills. And that's really it.
1: Yeah. A lot of people are doubtful that there's enough clients. I feel like we kind of talked about that. You mentioned the opportunities. We share jobs in the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistance School community as well. There's also plenty of jobs out there on their own. Like, you don't actually need me to do it. But I think what they're really saying is they don't see the ROI of that, of that this investment. Like, will I make my money back? Will this be worth it? So how has this been financially for you? And have you gotten your money back? Blankly and boldly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, well, absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. I you know, the whole question about whether or not there's enough work, there's unlimited work and it's only becoming more and more so. Yes, there's more there's more people freelancing, that is true. But think about just the businesses that you drive down the street. Like any one of those businesses might need social media help or an update to their really old you know 1990 website that they've got going on there is (laughs) there's so much work available and the thing is we talked earlier about that power of one client you suddenly find yourself oftentimes with more work than you can handle that's the fact i mean i i have had times where i've gotten to the point where i'm like Oh, all right. I, you know, like I might be juggling a few too many people here, you know, because I have, I still have clients that are my very first clients that I, my first clients that I got um, from, you know, so that's like people that I've been with for quite a while, but you're just not thinking big enough. If you're thinking that there aren't enough jobs, because I think people expect that they'll just fall into their lap. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I mean, and not to be funny, but they actually do in in the work. group (laughs) Because those those job ops are like legit. But other than that, you know, you're just not thinking big enough. There are so many Facebook groups, outside businesses, and people don't think locally enough either. Mm -hmm. They don't think about just take a walk down your local Main Street. And there's probably people right there who could use your services because they're all trying to get online. Everybody's trying to get an online presence. So
1: God, anyway. I'm glad you said that because as a military family, we've moved a lot. Every one of my neighbors, I've had a business owner who was like ready to work with me. Realtors, bakeries, network marketers, like they all want my help. And it's so much work. If I could just stay in one place for long enough, like I would probably <laughs> own this community. I'm telling you, but it, it's like such an overlooks place. So I'm glad you mentioned that. What are the soft skills that you see that really
0: matter to be a successful marketing assistant? I think, well, really the ability to just listen and take on board what your clients are saying. Sometimes more than anything for that hour Zoom call, they need to be able to unload what's on their brain to somebody who gets it. Like that is such a huge thing for people because oftentimes they can't explain it. If you've got a course creator who's trying to build an online business, their friends and family don't get it any more than sometimes our friends and family understand. they're like, my sister and I have a running joke. What, what is it that you do exactly? You know, <laughs> you, you work on your computer all day, right? She yeah. doesn't know exactly what I do. So being able to be that sounding board and being a good listener and, You know, being a cheerleader when sometimes your clients need that, just being empathetic and actually caring. Just, you know, that's, I think, one of the biggest things is just being genuine and actually caring and doing what you can to help them. Yeah. I mean, think about why we shop where we go, who we hire, who does our hair,
1: you know, who cleans our teeth. Like, we're not going to put up with the, Oh my god, I got a manicure and it was the worst experience ever. I was actually physically in pain and the girl was not attentive to me at all. I kept meaning to make this a podcast episode. I'm just going to mention it here, but I'm like she will never get business again from me and I will be telling all of my friends about how she treated me and it was just that that skill that you're talking about, listening, being empathetic, like caring. Like she clearly did not care and It's going to ruin her business. And and that's something like I know a lot of I know my listeners have that ability. Like a lot of us are Enneagram twos. We're moms. We are that caring personality.
0: Yeah. Well, and I just think making sure that, you know, you're yes. As a freelancer, you're running a business. You have a business. You have to manage your time. You've got boundaries. You need to keep those boundaries. But Uh, At the end of the day, you know, this is a very much a human one-to-one sort of situation. And we just need to, we need to remember that ticking the clock and just crossing the task off the to-do list without any kind of personal care about it, it's not going to get you where you want to go in this field. It's really not.
1: i will feel more transactional, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, not what people want. It really isn't. So, what would you say to someone who's on the fence about investing in themselves, taking this school? The beautiful thing is you get skills, uh, you get money, and you save time. It's the trifecta, right? So, what would you say to someone who's like really hesitant?
0: What I would say is that if you're on the fence, I truly believe that it's the fastest path to making it an actual real living, a real lifestyle that can work with whatever it is that you need to do in your life. That's the thing you could spend years trying to figure it out on your own. There is so much stuff on the inside. So it's absolutely for me, legitimately for me, it was that fast path to I had my first clients, I mean, I wasn't even finished with the course fully. And I had my first clients. So I mean, it's, if you want it, and you're ready for this, and you want to go out there, and you want to make this a good paying income and lifestyle for yourself, good paying, good paying job, good paying, whatever you want to call a career, if you're ready to make a career on being a freelancer, you need something that's going to give you that resource something that you can go back to and refer back to again and again I still pop in to the course and what you know like I'd like to consider myself like pretty well versed in most of these things at this point but every once in a while I'll be like well wait I'm not quite sure about this and I can dip back into it anytime that's like so
1: useful tell me a time you just did that recently with in specifics
0: seo about how to help a client with SEO, because that's not an area that I usually specialize in a ton. I know just enough, but my client had some specific questions. And so I literally said, you know, let me just go back and double check my resource and I will get back to you. And I went and had a poke around and I was able to come back with a better answer. You know, plus there's a confidence in always knowing that if you're busy. If you forget something, you can always go back and you've got that reference. It's just, it's a valuable resource on its own in that way,
1: for sure. Yeah, and I encourage anyone who's a previous student to use it, like you said, like you were getting on a call with a client you know uses ConvertKit, go watch the training so it's like fresh in your brain and you're using the right words because I don't know about you. I think we all know I'm awkward. I am an introvert, but like, I will physically leave my body and not know what words are coming out of my mouth. And sometimes I put them in the right order. And if you can use buzzwords, you use them in the right way or reference things like elevated things you should be doing. You could go back and figure it out too and really get down on a granular level and do it right. But that little boost in confidence, which keeps is a word that keeps coming up, I think it's a resource for that for sure.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Just being able to speak with with any kind of authority will wow your clients because they they don't know. That's why they're looking to you. It's not that you have to be an absolute expert mm-hmm. on everything. That's not the point. The point is that you have to be willing to go and find the resource and figure it out and that's what having the course in my little saved cash on my computer gives me is the ability to know that I can figure it out if I need to. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you said that. It's, it's just like, it's the truth. They want to know you'll figure it out. You will take care of it. That it's not this open tab in their brain. They'll have to circle back that you will come back. And sometimes I've said this before in the podcast, the answer is we do need a specialist. I'm not going to okay. be able to build this, but here's the answer. And I set someone on my team off on a rabbit hole. I'm like, I just don't have time to research the solution. But what is going on with Russia and my YouTube music? Why do my YouTube shorts keep getting blocked? Let me know. I don't even... It's probably going to take her 30 minutes. But I'm like, I just physically cannot put any time to this problem right now. Give me the highlight. I know she's not like a
0: copyrighted music lawyer. (laughs) But she can do (laughs) some Googling. (laughs) You know what? This is absolutely... like. That is in essence, well, I mean, aside from being able to do the things that your clients need you to do, you know, yes, you want to be able to set up the funnel, or you want to be able to help them with their email marketing, it's allowing them to offload the things so that they can get it off their brain space. They can just say, I know that I can just, you know, you get odd little requests all the time. And this is where that flexibility, talking about soft skills, it's like, okay yes we all have our job descriptions but if you're going to be the type of freelancer who says well that wasn't a line in my contract for me to go and google for 15 minutes how i might be able to fix a little kajabi hiccup well We've got to be willing to do those things. It's so important. And in the process, you've just learned something new. That's a bonus for you. You just got paid to learn something new so that for the next client, you're like, hey, you know what? I know what the solution is to that. So it's just, I love it when clients come up with things that I don't know the full answer to because I'm like, oh, I'll go figure that out and I'll let you know. (laughs) They're happy. I'm learning something new and I've just gotten paid to go figure out something I didn't know. I mean, how that's a pretty good deal, really. Yeah. I mean, I used to get paid
1: to go find what brand of shoe that Jennifer Allwood is wearing so we can get into the affiliate program and then post the link. And I'm like, cool. Now I'm on
0: Nordstrom. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. You just have to come at it with a curious mind and a willingness to, you know, evolve and, You know, you'll go through periods and you'll figure out what you love doing and what you don't love doing. But when you're first getting started, you have to let yourself go through the process because you won't know where your super secret sauce is Mm -hmm. until you've been through a couple of situations where you're like, hmm, I really love this. Or, you know what, maybe I don't ever want to take this on again. The only way you figure that out is by doing it by doing it and doing it again and i i have really gotten to the point i have to say because i think this is important for people i have gotten to a point now where i could tell you what i really love and what i really don't that means that each new client that comes on it makes it easier and easier to align with the work that i know i'm really good at I love, and then it's a win-win for everybody. So you just have to do it to figure that out. You know that makes. Yeah, and
1: you knew that was going to be my next question, but you nailed it too. Because when you're confident in yourself, it just exudes, and you get more of it. And then you start doing the premium rates, and then people are knocking on your door. Like the whole, we didn't even talk about marketing yourself. Like that's a whole other objection, but like that becomes so easy when you believe in yourself. So what? What do you love doing? And tell us, what, what do you not love doing? I'm dying to know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know what? I am a little bit of a techie nerd. So what I really love is when a client says, I've got this great idea. I want to do ABC. Maybe they want to do a new mini course. They want to take one of the courses they have, and they want to chop it up into little bits, and they want to do some smaller products, or whatever. I love taking that idea and figuring out the tech solution to it. How can we make it work so that they don't have to put a finger inside the tech? They just give me access to your recordings or give me access to your content. And I'm going to take it and do all the fun stuff with it in the background. For me, it's like puzzle pieces. Like I love putting together those little pieces of puzzles for people behind their business. And then they're like, whoa, you just took my course that's been sitting collecting digital dust and I've created four. New little products from it, like they think you're magic, you know, but it's just because you're doing this really fun, techie stuff that it's not, it's not hard, but it's more about the problem solving. Mm -hmm. And that's, I love that. Like I love, love, love that. That's, That's
1: why you and I are the same. You know, I have a hat that says I'm a puzzle person. I've already written it out. <laughs> I have tons of emails about what a dork I am, but I love that too. And it's so fun to see it shine through with you. Okay, this is what's going to happen. Coaching moment. I'm going to give you the transcript of this podcast. You are going to run it through chat GBT, because you've got really good things you said, like take your fingers out of the tech. The things you just said, you pull out for your own marketing, and you just like own that puzzle brain of yours because that's it—it's problem solving, it's critical thinking, it's high order thinking. That's what yes. you got.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna let yep. you know that yep. I'm not very good at marketing myself. I love, you know, that's the, the the thing about that one client uh, thing we're talking about is that when you start getting referrals, if you were to ask me what have I done to actively market myself, like that's where I'm probably failing as a student, right? Is because I haven't. Ask me how many Facebook groups I've had to jump into and talk about myself or pitch myself. I really, honestly, legit, because of the work group, I haven't had to do that. You know, it's been referrals and just... Putting my heart into the job referrals that do come through, picking the ones that I know are right for me, and going for it. And so I don't show up on social media. <laughs> you know, I'm you just not doing all of that, which is sort of funny. I, you know, we joke like we help other people market, but almost never market ourselves. Sometimes <laughs> that's just how it is. But what a relief, um, though, that that holds
1: so many people back. And I think that whole fear of finding the client. I mean, there's so much deep stuff there: fear of rejection, fear of failure. But it's also like fear of putting yourselves out there, and we talk a lot about this right now, going into the uh, Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. But that you don't have to. You do need to have some dialed in assets that communicate you're a professional, but you do not have to market yourself. And I didn't for ten years. Didn't do it at all. Period. I was in the same boat as you. It really can happen.
0: Yeah, you absolutely you don't need to have a fancy website, you know, you need to be articulate in your emails. And when you're reaching out to people, you know, you just need to, to be able to communicate effectively. And that's like the biggest asset, if you can communicate effectively, what your value is to the client, they don't care if you have a fancy website, they don't care about any of that. And, you know, it's so easy to get some of these, these resources After the fact, after you get started, you can set yourself up on ShowIt or Squarespace or, you know, you can get a little website going so easily, but you don't have to be out there on social. I'm almost embarrassed sometimes when people, I'm like, I have to keep my Instagram a little bit current at least, but I'm not out there pushing. Yeah, no, (laughs) not
1: all. You're not, you're not dancing your lip syncing. Okay. So you wrote, you wrote to me that the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School has opened so many doors for you what has been the biggest door, like the the biggest outcome out of creating and pursuing this digital service business?
0: For me, it's absolutely knowing that at any given time, whatever is happening with my family, with my own health, whatever comes up, whatever challenges come up in my personal life, my job, can come along with me for the ride. I can take it wherever I need to go. And that is super important. That's the big door for me, is that knowing that I can make a living, I can make a good living, and I can do it in spite of whatever else might be going on that might typically stop you right in your tracks. Because I'll tell you, the amount of times that I've had to jump a plane or deal with personal stuff over the past two years, It's been a nonstop thing Mm and my clients have been fantastic. I'm open about it. I continue to meet my deadlines or I do what I need to do, but they all know that depending on what's going on, I might be in my mom's spare bedroom when (laughs) when I talk to you, or I might be, you know, wherever I need to be. That's the point. I can be wherever I need to be and keep working and keep getting paid. That's the thing. That's what it's done for me.
1: Oh my God, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing the personal stuff. I know that you are so good at what you do. And I cannot say enough, like I hear just every single person who's talking, I get a lot of DMS who's talking about you is so unbelievably grateful to have you in their business and they're thrilled and they have such peace of mind and you're just Mm -hmm. killing it. And you're just, you're such a good example of our our unicorn mantra out in the real world. And thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. And thank you for trusting me and trusting yourself to do
0: this. Oh my gosh. No, thank you. Thank you. I honestly like, thank you because I am so glad. I'm so glad that I happened to catch you doing a live, (laughs) a live call on Facebook. And it just has been an unbelievable couple of years, like completely a journey and one that keeps evolving. And with each new client that I work with and every new thing I learn, I'm just super, super grateful, really grateful. So thank you. Yeah, (laughs) thank
1: you. Okay, where can we all connect with you? Are you taking clients? Go ahead and plug yourself. (laughs)
0: Uh, no you know what i still love to do project work i love to set up funnels for people people can find me at crystalclearfunnels.com that's my website so you know i i'm not taking on larger retainer clients right now but i love to do project work so if someone has a a quick lead magnet funnel that they need set up or they need a new page on their website or something like that love to do that sort of thing so reach out and say hello so where, I'm where also on Instagram out? at Angela Kisko, okay. but I'm not very good. I'm I'm hor- my uh, hands up, my Instagram presence like I'm there. DM me, I'll answer you back, but I'm not super super active.
1: <laughs> okay, awesome, thank you so much, Angela.
0: No, thank you.
1: All right, thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed it, would you reach out to Angela and I on Instagram? I'd love to hear about it. What questions do you still have? You can send me a DM on Instagram. That's where I'm having the most fun. And I would just love your feedback. I would love to know if this episode helped you believe in yourself. Because if Angela can do it, you can do it. I have so many other success stories of unicorns who come from different walks of life different skill set who have busted in to the independent contractor digital service space through my school i've helped over 350 unicorns get started and land their clients and they all have unique endings we could call them happy endings <laughs> everyone is a different path that's the essence of a unicorn. Unicorn doesn't mean you do all of the things. It means you find your sweet spot and you own your magical self and your skills and you build a business around that. I've done it and you can do it too. All right. I hope that was overly motivating, but gosh, I feel so passionate about it, especially when I hear people whining all the time that they don't know where to find clients. There are so many clients out there. We've shared 2000 jobs just with my little tiny work group. They're yours. Get up to speed on the training. Show up. Do the things to convince your brain that you're confident in what you're doing. I'll help you with that. We have sales call trainings. We have a confidence coach. We have a speaker on pricing and we have each other. We have practice sessions. We have office hour reviews on your marketing assets. Everything I can do to get you there, I will do. I'm dedicated. We only have so many spots in this next fall session. So make sure you are on the wait list for the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. If you're listening to this and you have the skills, you know what you're doing, go ahead and apply for the work group. We're going to open that up again in November. More clients, more work, more advanced training. Grow your sister service provider network so you get more referrals. Cannot wait to have you in my community. Reach out at any time. Send me a voicemail and we'll talk. All right. I'll see you on the next episode. It's going to be a really good one. I can't wait, but it's going to be a surprise. Bye. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services.
0: Not always like I'm sometimes awkward with my words. Uh, job ops there, right? Sorry. Oh, hope we can edit that out. That little, <laughs> <a little laughs> no, I sound. didn't even hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, look, right. So I uh, know um, another good one would be